So, welcome back. And we left the last episode saying we would talk about victories and success and the importance of recognising past success when planning for the future. Now, I don't know about you, Nigel, but for me, I always think one of the most important things when you're doing future planning is what position have you got your head in before you start? As in, if you go into future planning with a pessimistic mindset, how big are you going to plan? How, how lofty are your, your goals and ideas going to be? Whereas if you can go back and recognize all the stuff you've done in the past, it starts to show you all the things that are possible for the future. So I love to do what I call a victories list, which basically involves taking a piece of paper and just sitting and writing on that piece of paper for as long as I, as I keep thinking of things about stuff I've already done in my life. And some of it might be more significant than others, but it's all things that I feel positive about. See, I knew you were going to rant and go on for a couple of minutes. So whilst you've been doing that, I thought I'd get out my victory log, which I have had for the last 19 years. And I have 16 volumes of victories that I've got with me, which are testimonials, pictures, events, brochures of of events I've done. And I've been doing this for years. And when do you think I look at my victory log? Because mine's a bit weird. When do you think I like to look at my victory log? Tell me. You see, when my life is really working, I'm not really focused on negativity. I'm focused, I've got lots of energy, and I'm excited. But I've spoken in front of six people on a Wednesday night in Coventry, and I've spoken in front of 6,500 people in Los Angeles where General Norman Schwarkoff, you know, Chief Commander of the Allied Forces, was the speaker before me, and I'm about to be presented, and it's the first time I'm coming from behind the stage and I'm coming onto a podium, and there's 6,500 people there. And before I went on stage, because I was unbelievably nervous, I started looking at all of my successes that had got me to this place. Because you need to be responsible to the audience, not for the audience. And I don't need their approval to make me feel good, because there are times where we will not have our best ever day. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you weren't good. It just means today wasn't your day. But I've done over 2,000 presentations, and apparently 1,995 have been awesome. Five have probably been absolutely shocking. When our lives are not working, which five do you think we're focused on? Yeah, exactly. So I have, at all times, wherever I go in the world, one of my victory logs with me. And sometimes I'm on a plane, I just want to quickly think, I wonder if I've done a pretty good job. And is it self-gratification? Is it boasting? See, Neil, you've seen my book, but you've not seen the inside of my book. See, I don't show anyone my victory logs. It's not for you, it's for me. And that's the same thing as we spent in the last podcast. I forgive people so I can move on. I don't always tell people I've forgiven them. Yep. So I've got hundreds and hundreds of victories. Some of them have been the, the car I always wanted. One of my dreams was to have an Aston Martin convertible with white leather, leather seats with blue piping. I have a picture of that. Mm-hmm. I also have a picture of my two kids running up to me when I just met them out of school. And it was one of those joyous moments. So it's a victory to me. Yep. The question is, Neil, what are your victories? What are your successes? How do you journal them? And when do you look at them? So, I mean, it's interesting. I, um, 
fairly recently I've had a few things that have changed drastically and at fairly short notice in my life and when that happens I think it's perfectly natural that you question yourself a little bit even on things you know you're good at and off the back of that one of the things that I did and I've got like my victory lists and things that I've been writing for the last few years I don't do it in terms of every time something happens I just do it as like a, a periodic sit down and write them but the thing that I actually did recently and I can't remember what triggered me to do it, but I actually went back and read a whole bunch of LinkedIn recommendations that people have written about me in the past. How cool was that? You know, and it's just little things like that that make me go, ooh, because you forget what people said. And like you say, it's actually, it's not when you're on the high that you need it. It's when you, you're questioning yourself a little bit that it's the right time to go and look at some of those things, you know? But you know what you can also do when you're feeling a little bit low is ask for recommendations yeah. on LinkedIn. You know, I asked for some reviews of my latest book. I found out that someone had a similar title to my book and I wanted some reviews and I had 30 odd people send me reviews saying a book that had changed their lives. So sometimes you need to ask for support. You need to ask for, I just want a quick note, have I made a difference in your life? And there'll be some people listening thinking, well, that's not very nice the way you've asked. It's about what works for you. Yep. And if you're a monkey, and I spoke about this on the last couple of episodes, we need self-gratification. Yep. Yep. I think the other thing for me, and this is a bit of a weird one that I don't expect most of our listeners will relate to, but um, I've written music for years. I mean, I wrote the, the theme music on this podcast. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For this podcast? Yeah, you know the little jingle thing? I was waiting for a bill for that. No, 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 I wrote that. You're pretty clever, aren't you? Uh, I try my best. Um... <laughs> But sometimes when I'm in the car and my like my fo- it used to be my iPod now it's my phone it's just on shuffle playing music every now and again this song will come on and it's like oh, hang on a minute I wrote this and it just puts a big smile on my face because it's something I'd forgotten about from maybe you know a decade ago you know or another really good example of that actually I was around my brother's house watching a video my brother had made from his holiday. And he'd been on his computer and just chosen randomly a song to put on this this um, this video. And he was showing me the video of his holiday. And I said, oh, thanks for using this song. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, this is a song I wrote. He said, oh, was it? And he hadn't even realised because he, he just got a whole chunk of music on his computer. And, and how just, did you feel when you heard that piece of music? It just made me feel good because I remembered when I wrote it. I remembered when it got signed to a Canadian record label. I remembered the, the, the story the question, behind it. But here's the real question. How much did it cost for you to feel better when your brother put that piece of music on? What nothing. Did it, so it cost nothing, but it gave you an instant boost. Absolutely. So you didn't have to go on a training course. You didn't have to get go to the other, part, the other side of the world to someone to validate you. Your own self-validation of some of your own music or testimonials or your LinkedIn stuff did it. Absolutely. And it cost how much again? Nothing. So just remind everyone how much it cost? Nothing. Zero. Zilch. Zip. So we, nada. So we could get our own satisfaction by just looking at what we've done in the past. Yeah. This is the one time where the past is a place of reference, not a place of residency. This is where the past does have a reference. So everyone who's listened to this podcast, if they were to write down a list of 101 things they're proud of, 10 things their parents think they're brilliant at. Because one set of acknowledgement we need for more than anyone else is our parents. And very often our parents have no idea the power of them saying to us how proud they are of us. Yep. Now, my parents are 86. They're on their way out. They probably won't even hear this. But they mean the most to me 
But occasionally my dad will say to me, I am so proud of you. I can't, I, I, I wish I could bottle that. Yeah, I, I'm with you 100%. I mean, my, my mum is a little bit younger than that. But my, my mum, you know, she'll, she'll say things to me from time to time along those exact lines of how proud she is. And I almost feel tears come to my eyes as she says it, especially over the phone because she can't see my face then. You know, because it's like, I almost don't know how to take that compliment because it goes so deep. So when I used to run in-house corporate trainings, one of the things we used to we used to do for people is we would write letters of gratitude to their parents for people who were working for us. So I'd write to your mum and get ready for this. Uh, Dear Mrs. Martin, I just want to acknowledge you for the great job you have done with your boy, Neil, because he's made doing this podcast so much fun. And I just want to let you know what a phenomenal job you must have done bringing him up. How do you think she feels? And how do you think you'd feel knowing I've spent the time writing to your parents about you? Do you know, I'm going to play her that clip and find out how she feels. Um, I would say she'll get to listen to it, but my mum doesn't really do technology that well. She's watched the little, like tiny micro clips from the podcast that have made it onto Facebook. Well, let's make sure we can get so, this on Facebook. But Mrs. Martin, you did a good job with your boy, and I love him. And Mr. and Mrs. Risner, same thing goes. Yeah, they will say you're lying, and I've just paid you. <laughs> no, but, you know, it's... I, I, I do think so often we fail to... And I say we in a very global sense. We fail to appreciate the impact that we make on other people and the impact other people have made on us. And I think as a parent, you know, I'm ridiculously proud of my kids, but when someone else tells me what they've done, the, the glow it gives me. Well, vicariously, you're joining in on the success of your kids. Yeah. So, you know, my son was on The X Factor. My daughter was on the TV programme Shipwrecked. And even though she'll be embarrassed because she'll probably hear this, she then, 10 years later was casting for the new show that's starting in the next couple of weeks on Channel 4. So she was on the programme. Ten years later, she's now casting from a TV point of view on the programme. And the joy that we get when our kids have success is immense. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And when somebody says to me, I heard your son on X Factor, I go, oh, did you? What what did you think? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just an immense feeling of gratification of the job that we have done bringing him up. Yeah. Yeah. And And I also think as a... As you go through it with your own children, I mean, mine are, at the time of, of doing this, my daughter's nine, she'll be 10 by the time anyone hears this, actually, it's nearly her birthday. But, you know, my daughter's nine, my son's 19. I think without having them, I wouldn't understand how my mum must feel to be my parent. I can't understand, or I wouldn't have understood how my dad, I mean, my dad died when he was 50, but how he felt to be mine and my brother's dad, there's no way I would have understood that without being a parent myself. And I think that leads me in my head into the thing of until you share an experience or you have a relatable experience, it can be hard to empathize with what other people go through. And I think empathy with other people is so key because it goes back to the thing of, you know, you need to do it yourself and you can't do it alone. Building that community around what you're trying to do, having other people who can support you and be there for you in the good times and the bad is so critical to your success. And it almost, I think this almost leads into that for me. So maybe that's where we'll go on the next episode. I think we should. But let's create a victory log. Let's create a success diary. And remember, your successes play an important part of your future. 
Absolutely. And just very finally on that, to help us with our own victory logs, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, we're not going to complain, right? And it's not if you want to, you must. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's... I might get shot down for what I'm about to say, okay? But I actually think that we're putting value out with this podcast. If you're listening to it and you're getting value, why not give us some back? We're not asking for you to send us money or anything like that. We're just asking for you to give up a few minutes of your time and go and write a review. But very soon, when I've lost my weight, you can send me a bar of chocolate. (laughs) See you next week.